iTunes presents Meet the Filmmaker at the Apple Store. Hey there. So I'm Dan Snerson. I'm from Entertainment Weekly, and I'm pleased to be the moderator for tonight's discussion with Joel McHale, hands down one of the funniest and tallest guys on television right now. As host of The Soup, uh, Joel does you the great service of condensing an entire week's worth of uh, train wreck television into a 30-minute amusement park ride that's packed with wit, wisdom, wackiness, and Wendy Williams. He's also the star of the very funny NBC comedy community, playing a shady, quippy lawyer who is forced to attend community college, where in any given week, you may be treated to breakfast club references, inventive pickup lines, the wearing of weird clothes, and the creepiest school mascot ever. When Joel's not working on these these two projects, he can be found giving the gift of laughter in comedy clubs across the country or on the big screen where uh, he allows Matt Damon to support him in big studio films, see the informant. Anyway, so here's what I'm thinking for tonight. Uh, I'll fire a bunch of questions at Joel for about 15 or 20 minutes and then you guys will have the chance to ask any questions that you have. I'm not telling you what to ask him, but I hear he loves answering extremely technical questions about Snow Leopard and anything you may want to know about Ryan Seacrest. So please join me in welcoming a man that is totally available on iTunes, Joel McHale. Thanks for coming, everybody. This is great. Well, all right, so Snow Leopard. I have a huge problem with it. Uh, no, it's great. It's the best It's the best operating system I've ever used in my life. Next to my Zoom. Wait, that's horrible. I'm sorry. No one has those. Hey, Dan. Hello. Thanks for uh, hosting this. No problem. Um, I asked him to, so, and I paid him handsomely. Yeah, handsomely. Six um, grand. So let's start with the soup. Yes. Okay. Walk us briefly through the process of selecting material for the soup. Uh, uh, well, we call up uh, Brett Michaels and beg <laughs> him to come back to television uh, because Rock of Love bus was the greatest thing that's ever happened. <laughs> Next to Whitney Houston's show, uh, being Bobby Brown. Uh, we, uh, we have 14 people that watch TV now, and at first it was like four of us, and I almost killed myself uh, having to watch like uh, 25 hours of television a week. I thought it would be a, uh, you know, a fantasy and, and a dream come true, but it wasn't. And I remember having, uh, I remember getting to the point where I was going to have to watch four hours of Extreme Makeover Home Edition, and I thought, well, this is a good time to end it. And uh, uh, so we all watch it, or well, I used to watch it. Now that I'm doing community, I don't watch it the way I used to. And uh, uh, because and unless uh, we're in, on hiatus and uh, we just come together in meetings and show each other all the clips and we cover the big shows like American Idol hosted by the genius Ryan Seacrest, kidding Ryan. And uh, <laughs> and uh, and then we cover the little shows like Dutch Oven or I Love Toy Trains. Uh, <laughs> my fa I, lo I think I Love Toy Trains is one of my favorite shows of all time. So uh, so it, it goes from there, and as we move on in the week, we see what the big stories are, and we, it starts kind of coming together that way, and then, and then the jokes. Okay. Is there an ideal clip that you have uh, in your head? Is there like a holy grail of clip that you're waiting for? Uh, you, like, if, something, if something is really popular, like American Idol or So You Think You Can Dance, we know we can count on like a Mary Murphy uh, cackle, which we always need <laughs> because it's a very popular show. 
Uh, but I like it when we find like something like, as I said, I love toy trains. Uh, there, there's something so pure and wonderful about it. Or when Tova Borg Nine is on Home Shopping Network. Um, it's those little things that I think uh, I, that we find when you know the TVOs are running at four in the morning, and I feel like ah, no one's seen that. So those are the I love those. And then of course, uh, as I mentioned, uh, being Bobby Brown was the greatest reality show of all time. Absolutely, absolutely. Is there a clip that is, uh, or a type of clip that would be off limits? Is there ever something that you guys have discussed pretty heavily, and half the room just said, you know what, this is actually going too far? Uh, well, we get weird. Like people will say oh, you should show a clip from Intervention. And then we're like, no. <laughs> it's horribly depressing. Right. And people would think we were awful. And the other thing we do not show, we don't show bits from late night shows. We don't show bits from comedy shows because those are intended to be funny. And so if we show a clip, like at one point, I think uh, early on in the show, Mike Tyson was singing. I don't know why Bobby Brown has come up like 12 times. But Bobby Brown and Mike Tyson were singing a... A carol, a Christmas carol, or something, and they're like, "You gotta show that." I'm like, "It was intended to be funny." They were successful at what they were doing. We so we can't show it. Uh, so uh, those things are kind of off limits in our in our head. Gotcha. Okay. Now you've had some uh, encounters with celebrities who you've made fun of over the yes. years. Is there one particular awkward run-in that you cherish? Well, I see Ryan all the time. No, uh, it's let's see. Well. I know that if I, I've never met him personally because I've run away every time I've seen him, uh, <laughs> David Hasselhoff. Uh, we've asked him to come on. He's like, I'm not coming on this show. Forget it. You guys are making fun of me. And, and then we thought, well, you're not, you know, you were the one whose daughter put the tape of you shoving cheeseburgers into your mouth while you were drunk. Uh, and what are we supposed to do? Not, not make fun of that. But every reality show contestant or star we have ever run into has always asked us to continue to put them on the show, including Spencer Pratt. So uh, they all are like, please keep making fun of me. My mom loves it. And... Uh, so when we had Tila Tequila on, we gave her Entertainer of the Year two years ago, and I only agreed to do it if I was wearing a hazmat suit, and I handed her the award with tongs. And she was like, great idea. I'm like, all right. The skank loves it, so uh, this is working out great. But no one has tried to take a swing at me yet. I, if, if we make fun of the Ultimate Fighter much more, then yeah, I'm sure... I'm a dead man, but uh, <laughs> until then, uh, yeah, so far, I'm safe. Was that the only time you wore the hazmat suit? or That is the probably the 15th time I've worn the hazmat suit. Gotcha. Uh, yeah. What was, that, what, was the, um, ha what was the movie with Dustin Hoffman? Uh, oh, Outbreak? Yeah, Outbreak. So yeah. when we got those costumes, they were like, these are the ones from Outbreak. And then I was like, perfect, because the people at home wouldn't buy it. They wouldn't think it was real. Right. Anyway, and so obviously it was Dustin Hoffman's suit, so, you know, I didn't fit into it. It was tiny and adorable. Came down to here. So. Yeah, okay. And... One celebrity, Ryan Seacrest in general, did get revenge on you. Is yes, that correct? he did. Okay. Now, I, um, uh, yeah, Ryan, we've made a little bit of fun of Ryan, and uh, he's, believe me, he's the most powerful hobbit in all of Middle Earth. <laughs> I'm sorry. He's going to watch this and make fun of it. Uh, it's only a podcast. But so. I went on uh, the Conan O'Brien show as a guest, and Ryan was coming on the next night, and I... Uh, I said, oh, he's coming on. So when he comes out, just stand up and go, hey, where's Ryan? Oh, hey, buddy. And then uh, pick him up and put him on your knee and don't let him tell you what he wants for Christmas because he'll be all confused and then pretend he's a puppet and go like, I'm so rich and well-groomed. And so 
then I got a call the next morning from the president of E, and uh, he was like, hi, Joel. I'm like, you calling to congratulate me about the Conan O'Brien thing? And he's like, no, I'm not. Um, Ryan's upset. And I'm like, whoa. Uh, I didn't realize when you upset Ryan how the universe becomes uh, unstable. And uh, so uh, he, I went, he, I, okay, you're right. I've gone too far. I do not want to upset the king. So, uh, uh, so I called one of his 25 assistants, and, uh, and then he finally called me back, and I was like, dude, I'm sorry. I say so many things. I, I'm sure it was inappropriate, so uh, forgive me. You can, you know, we can, I'll, I'll hold you all night. I'll, we can wax each other, whatever you want to do. And, but I felt, I was like, you know, I'm so sorry. And so he, and then it was a long pause, and he's just like, gotcha, Mikhail, and like, click. And uh, I was like, ah, the leprechaun fooled me. So, uh <laughs> That, uh, yeah, so he got me back good. Gotcha. Okay. Let's talk, uh, let's shift the conversation to community. Yes. Community. NBC Thursday nights at 8 p.m. 7 central. Yes. On NBC. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. Please continue to watch. Okay. Uh, you were reading a lot of pilots when community, when that script yes. came to you. What was it about that one that's, that stuck out to you? Uh, well, I just learned to read, and uh, <laughs> that was very exciting for me. And, and no, I, uh, I thankfully, in the, I, I, the last few years, I've been able to uh, go out for pilot season, and uh, I began reading. I read the scripts every year, and most of them are pretty awful. And they're about uh, a 30-something-year-old guy who doesn't understand why he can't find love. And that's the entire premise. And uh, so this one actually was uh, much better because the guy was... Uh, he was not a nice guy to begin with. And he wasn't the moral center. And uh, he was... It was something that seemed like it could be really fun. And Dan Harmon, the uh, creator who created, like, the Sarah Silverman show, uh, is brilliant. And uh, I just thought it was such... It was the best script that I had ever... I had read that year, and I read it on a plane next to a guy who was watching What Happens in Vegas, the movie. I know you all saw it, and I know you're going to burst out laughing just thinking about it. And uh, <laughs> I was laughing so hard that he was mad at me for interrupting his romantic comedy, and uh, I thought that was ironic. Uh, so, yeah, and so thankfully they gave me the part. Gotcha. And the character of Jeff Winger, I mean, it seems so tailor-made for you with, like, the... Because he's a jerk? How no. dare you? No. <laughs> Sorry about that. Uh, no, with the quick acerbic wit, I mean, it just... I was wondering in the early stages how much you and Dan Harmon worked, you know, to, to integrate your style of comedy into the show. It's, I, Dan, I had never met Dan, and I, I, there was no sort of, like, he's going to write it for me. It was just the way he wrote it. Mm -hmm. So I saw it and loved it. And he said later on, you know, we want to, for everyone working in the cast, he wants to write to them. So uh, I think he's doing that now. And um, it was one of those things where I just, you know, you, you, you get attracted to the thing that you think you can do. Mm -hmm. So uh, uh, And so, yeah, thankfully, it's, so far it's worked out. Was the transition into scripted comedy like this, you know, into a sitcom more difficult than you expected or pretty much what you expected? Well, after being at E and working in front of a green curtain... <laughs> For the last five years. No, I'm a glorified weatherman there, but uh, but of course, it's totally different, and I think it's different than working in a three-camera sitcom, which you tape in one night, and you tape on, you know, you tape uh, it scenes with three different cameras, and you do the scene, and then it's over, whereas Community is being shot like a movie, and uh, so it's uh, it takes a much longer, and our weeks are pretty long, because they wanted to make it look like a movie, so... Uh, so it's, it's expected that I, you know, it's a dream come true, and it's something I always wanted to do. Mm -hmm. And the cast is terrific, and the writer. So it's great. It's a great place to work. 
Okay. Um, there, the track record for college set comedies is not great. You know, in television, I mean, I know. Right. Yeah. I can't even name a college. Right. I was, you know, I mean, this isn't a traditional Can one. Anyone name Un- a sitcom about college? Undeclared, maybe. Undeclared. The which Del- was when? The, that was uh, like early two, 90s? Th- 2001. 2001. And what happened to those people? They all uh, died. They died. Yeah, that, that's... Those actors Seth, Seth Rogen went nowhere. What? Yeah. Oh, right. <laughs> Seth Rogen was in it. He did really well. See? Uh, and, and any... I don't think there's any other college comedies. I have right. no idea. Is, is that something that you guys talked about at all, that trying to track the, crack the formula, you know, for that no, genre? No, we never thought anything through like that. Uh, <laughs> no, there was no... There was no thought beforehand, like, I don't know if this will work. Uh, so, no. Uh, no, there was no... There was no discussion. Okay. We just boldly went ahead with it. Gotcha. Um, your co-star, Chevy Chase, yes. says that you remind him of a younger version of him, but less funny, I think, were his words. Oh, right. Okay. Right. Well, and- I, 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 he reminds me of what I'll be like if I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And no, he did say he, he thinks you're amazing and that your performance in this role has this Fletch-like quality to it. Um, what was your first reaction when you found out you'd be starring opposite him? And was that something that did you look up to the, the Fletch? You know? Well, on a selfish level, when I knew he was when he was cast, I was like, oh, well, we're going to get picked up because he's Chevy Chase and he's an icon and a legend. And I thought, well, he alone was going to help get the show there. And he brings, you know, a ton of experience and the best stories out of anyone there uh, uh, to to uh, to the set. And so. Working with him, I mean, he's you can he just still you know he still has that thing that everyone loves about him. So uh, it's no coincidence that he was a big, huge star in the '80s. And uh, I mean, he could you know, and he could, he he was the biggest star of the '80s. And then uh, and he I don't really know why he agreed to do this, but I'm glad he did. So uh, it worked. It really is great. Gotcha. Tell us one thing about him you probably shouldn't. Wow, he is blind. But no. Uh, <laughs> One thing about him that I should not tell you, um, he's terrific at tennis. I know that. Oh, he's had a hip replacement. There you go. So he's going to set off a metal detector. Right. So, you know, don't try to, uh, kid, uh, you know, uh, commandeer a plane with him. So there, that's my piece of advice. Okay. I want to read you a quote that uh, Dan Harmon, the creator of the show, said about you. Oh, great. The thing that sticks out in my head about Joel is that I went over to his house for dinner one night, and he took his youngest kid and threw him up in the air. And the kid likes this, wants to be thrown up in the air as high as a grown man can throw something that heavy. And there's absolutely no doubt at all that he would be caught. I've never experienced fatherhood like that. That kid does not know that his dad is capable of failure. And Joel emanates that on the set. The cast looks to him for his reaction when a light falls down or whatever. He just slides into that role with absolutely no consciousness of it at all. And I'm just wondering, where does that confidence come from for you? Well, first of all, Dan was wasted that night at my house. Okay. And he vomited into the sink, which was really inappropriate. Uh, well, I dropped my kid today. That was the first <laughs> Congratulations. Time. I just came from the emergency room, and uh, he's, uh, he's, you know, day to day. And, uh, uh, no, I, uh, I don't, I, uh, it, I don't know, uh, stupidity and great insecurity. I don't know. Uh, I, um, I don't know. My dad always said, uh, uh, he was white trash from Chicago. So, uh, and lo- lo- look at this house that I got. So I thought, well, hey, why not? Why not go with it at it at, at as hard as you can? Because uh, 
uh, we can, I, I don't know. I, I'm actually, I have, I don't know. <laughs> I, my kid really enjoys going way high in the air. <laughs> and if I don't throw him high enough, he complains. And gotcha. then he's like, what, yeah. are you a man? And, uh, <laughs> and I'll be like, okay, I'll throw you even higher. Right. And, uh, yeah, eventually, I, yeah, my luck will run out on that one. <laughs> when he's like 16, I'll be like, look, you keep demanding it. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, okay. if a light, a light, not a lot of lights fall on that set because everyone is so uh, mm. professional, um, right. except for the one that guy that got killed. Right, right. So that that was horrible. Well, I think in addition to the confidence that Dan was speaking of, he also talks about how you actually are this very well-adjusted family man, and oh, you are actually a pretty decent and upbeat person. And you know that's not usually something you find in comedians. And I'm just wondering. You know, if how you've made that work for you, or have you felt the need to develop a dark side? And how dark would it go? I'm developing a dark side, and um, how dark will it go? Oh, I don't know. A locker room full of skin bodies. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you name it, Dan. Um, I uh, I don't know. I one of it was one of those things like to get this job on Community was like a dream come true, and uh, to go on stage and do comedy and not have people. Uh, you know, tell you you're the worst person ever and you should leave is obviously confidence building and uh, nice of them. So um, I, 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 I don't know. I, I, I didn't plan on how, I mean, not that I'm uh, happy all the time. Believe me, I can complain about a lot of stuff. But uh, it was one of the things I didn't think about. It was just this is what I find funny. And uh, I, I, people tell me uh, that my stand-up is, has some darkness to it. Because I talk about my father injuring himself horribly mm -hmm. and uh, abortion. So, you know, <laughs> hilarious. And uh, so, uh, so it's one of those things where I, I don't even think about the kind of... Uh, that I hear about brooding comics. And I'm like, well, all right, well, whatever gets your goat going. Right. <laughs> but it's just like in, in your career, and we've talked about this a little bit, like there's been, if, if you call it, if it's fair to call it self-confidence or whatever, you haven't really plotted things out. You've just said, that sounds kind of cool. I'll just go out for that. I mean, yeah. even back to college with the football team where yeah. you just... That with, was not he, smart. Yeah. He, Joel, if, if you don't know this, Joel basically walked on to the University of Washington Huskies national yeah. football team. Yeah. And, uh, and I really got my ass kicked. So, right. Excuse me. Uh, yeah, no, uh, I, I think it was one of those things that so many people all through my life and I think through the life of an actor are told, no, you should not do something. Uh, and you're ridiculous for trying it. And uh, I think after hearing no so many times, it was like, well, what else can you do other than try? So uh, with the football, it was one of those things where I had some friends on the team and, and um, I thought, well, this should be interesting. Right. And then two years later, I, I quit because I thought, this is dangerous. I need to get out of here. And... Uh, these guys are really serious. And, uh, yeah, so I, I left and then pursued acting after that uh, okay. full time. Well, you know, continuing that sort of fearless trend, um, you know, most people might assume that you actually began as a stand-up. No. But, but, you know, you've only been doing stand-up now for about two years. It was two, and, it's two years this month. And yeah, uh, Actually, I think this weekend, so... That's sort of a bold move. I mean, what was it about stand-up that made you say, hey, you know what, I'm going to give this a shot? Money. And, nice, uh, nice, nice. Boy, I love it. Uh, no. Uh, it was one of the... My agent said, you're going to... If you go out, you're going to get a bigger fan base for the soup, and you're going to make a lot of money on weekends if you do this. And then I go, like, enough money to get a sports car? They're like, if your wife will let you. <laughs> so I don't have a sports car. And... Uh, <laughs> Uh, no, but uh, it was one of those things where he said, just go out there and, and they want, you know, they'll, they'll come if you go out there. And so he began, I began by hosting shows at the improvs uh, 
around here and went and brought my friends who were real comics on to do and uh, do their sets and I would work on it between their sets. I would do like five or ten minutes and uh, so slowly that built up to about an hour, an hour and a half and slowly and then finally uh, so I had a, so I, I, the, prob- the thing was that with my audiences they're, they're, they're soup audiences so I can walk out there and say chicken tetrazzini and uh, <laughs> they're going to know what I'm talking about a lot of people you have no idea what I just said but uh, that's cool um, but it really really helps and so now I love doing it and I love going out there and, and, and seeing and I got to see the entire uh, uh, nation I got to do it in Australia so I, you know it's just this huge blessing it's great so it's there were no heckling, you know. Uh, no, there was heckling. Uh, there was a lot of heckling uh, at the clubs. They're a lot drunker, and uh, and then you see the drunk people eventually falling asleep if you stay on stage long enough. So that or just vomiting and being thrown through plate glass windows. So uh, so that that got rid of those people. Gotcha. So I mean, with the movie career, with the soup, which you're still doing, yeah. Which with community and stand up. I mean. Is right. There... Do I ever see my family? Yes. No. I don't right. care about them anymore. It's sad. <laughs> I just throw them up in the air and then run away. I'm like, <laughs> I hope he sticks. I'm out of here. Right. I'm just wondering, uh, is there what the, what the career game plan is? And if there's someone that as you look across Hollywood and you say, that's exactly the kind of career I would like to have. Uh, I mean, yeah. I know you've mentioned Greg Kinnear before, right? Yeah. I mean, Greg Kinnear was the guy that did Talk Soup first in 1991, before any of you were born. And... Uh, <laughs> Literally, and um, he transitioned from that to movies very uh, uh, smoothly. And I thought, well, if I can do uh, that, uh, then that would be great, and or uh, something high quality on television. And because what I learned quickly on here when I started auditioning for commercials and all those things, uh, sadly, uh, Hollywood is a, uh, a popularity contest. So I took the soup in hopes that it would do that, and I have a great time doing it now. So I, I mean, I love it. So. Uh, that he's a great kind of example of the way to go, but I would like to, uh, yeah, move into movies and hopefully make community. Uh, hopefully, community becomes a really successful show because I love doing it and I love the cast and I love the script. So, I mean, that's that's the that's the goal to do that in movies. Gotcha. So I'm going to be in uh, New Moon three in three. Congratulations! <laughs> I'll be playing the grandfather. As you can see. Mixing it up. Uh, So, uh, the grandfather vampire. No, it's going to be great. I can't wait. I'm going to be playing... Let's see. They just added uh, werewolves now to... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, They're also adding uh, a race of evil lemurs that I'm going to be... You turn into. It's really stupid. So... It's going to be great. Uh, yeah, so that, that would be the plan, to do movies. Okay. Um, at this point, uh, we'll start opening it up to the audience. If anyone has any questions, uh, we'll, Joel will field them. Yes. And if you don't, then please buy the new iPod. It's terrific. It has all the applications you could ever want. So, yes, sir, the oldest person in the audience. What? You're eight years old. So what year were you born? I was on uh, 2001. 2001. Wow. That was, I got here before you were alive. I know. That's really uh, depressing and wonderful when you think about it. Are you a basketball fan? No. You have a basketball on your shirt. Well, I just, well my mom just bought it. Your mom was just like, you're going to well, love basketball. She's the one that gave you the card. Right, and you're very tall, and so is your mom, so that's going to work out great. Okay, my question is, yes. I heard that you were on open season. So I was, who open you season playing? two. The, not the one with Ashton Kutcher. Yeah, but he got paid who a lot you playing? more than I did. Who what? are you playing? In open season two? I don't yeah. remember. No, uh, 
I played the mule deer. Uh, I played the, you know, the dork. Oh. That really disappointing for you. I'm so sorry. Did you see open season two, or you saw open season one? I saw both. You did? Which one did you like better? I would say the first one. Yeah, I would agree. That's a lot better. Yeah, no. Yeah, I would agree. The script's better. I think Ashton Kutcher's voice, much more dreamy. Yeah. Much deeper. Yeah. yeah He's I also, know. you know, he lives with Demi Moore. Yeah. It's a very exciting life. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm, I guess what I'm saying is I'm sorry. And uh, <laughs> I, uh, that's why I have not chosen to do open season three for really demoralizing comments like yours. Okay. So, did you see The Informant with Matt Damon? Um, no, I haven't seen That's a that. surprise. Um, but I've seen both of your shows, Soup and Community. You have, and? Did it remind you of Community College? Um, no. No. Are you going to go to college? Yeah. You don't need to, don't worry. <laughs> All right, which one do you like? Do you like Community? No, I like The Soup better. Oh, dang it. All right, well, just as a favor, will you watch Community? Well, yes. Oh, all right. This is going to work out great. I got you. I yeah, got, you got I, me. I like community better. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> Tricked me. <laughs> Just like Seacrest, but you're taller. So. <laughs> right on. What's your name? I'm Diego. Diego. All right. Well, I look forward to your basketball career. Um, it's going to okay. be great. Okay. Your mom is delightful. Right on. Good question, Diego. Try to top that. Good luck. Nice job, Diego. Who's next? And you know, someone's going to win a free laptop tonight. Did you know that? I hope it's me. I have just made that up, and maybe the iStore can make that. I, you know, you guys can make that happen. Hey, what's going on, man? What's up? Um, love community. It's awesome. Thank you. Uh, have you guys had any discussions about what the future of the show might be? Because it's a community college, two years. Right. Like, Eventually, that, like, we will find it? Earth. And... Uh, <laughs> But we're going to have to... I don't know how, but it will... Obviously, there will be a lot of blood and a lot of Cylons dead. Uh, where it will go? Because what, what was the rest of the question before like I... Like, just, you know, here? if there's any talk about maybe transferring it to a university or something oh. after, the, like, the two-year shelf life of a community I think, college. Well, with these shows, there it's... Uh, network television as, is as unpredictable or uh, less predictable than, like, uh, the show Deadliest Catch, where you don't know if they're ever coming back alive. And so... Uh, just to get through the first season is a huge... It's like getting to base camp at Everest. It doesn't guarantee you're going to get to... So I don't... Dan Harmon, the creator, is a mad genius. And uh, he, ha, he, he claims that he has a plan. So I trust him implicitly. And uh, who knows? Maybe, maybe my guy's an idiot. And we'll, it will we'll take him seven years to get through community college. Uh, so we'll see. But, cool, man. Uh, Thanks a lot. Yeah. I'm sorry I couldn't have more of an answer, but... Well, in the meantime, Diego's by the way... Diego's really throwing me off with that. <laughs> he did, yeah. Um, didn't like open season two. Anything you can tease for... Uh, oh, yeah, Anthony Michael coming Hall's weeks? coming up in uh, one of our episodes. And he, uh, so a, uh, a reunion of, uh, you know, a reunion of Chevy and Anthony Michael Hall from the Vacation movies. Right. Once again, young people, I know that means nothing to you. I might as well be saying... Um, uh, uh, I don't know what... You, I might as well be speaking Chinese, but... Uh, what year were you born, one of you? 91. 90 and 90. Yeah, great. Uh, I'm going to come out with a new show called I'm Going to Kill Myself. That's going to be great. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> Vacation came out in 85. So when you were four and a half, I'm sure it really put you on. That's great. I'm going to kill myself. It's great. All right. 
Yes, sir. Hey, uh, so you're a funny guy. Thanks. Uh, As you know. are you. <laughs> Thank you. So uh, would you ever consider going on the other side of the camera and maybe writing something or producing? Uh, no, I'm not. Uh, no, I, I sure. If I ever had time to, um, gr- yeah. What, did you you want to do something? Yeah. I'm a film student. <laughs> oh, let's, great. Let's, All right. Let's, let's work together. Well, you can be my uh, director of photography. And, I like it. And uh, something soft core would be great. And uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know what. It, yeah, I, I'm thinking maybe you and I should just direct one of the Narnia Chronicles. Just get to one of like them before it. they get to it, and Let's just be it. like, "Yeah, we made it. We don't care. It's better." All right. And also, uh, I, I was late, so just so you know, I tweeted you saying, "Don't start without me." Oh, right. So check your Twitter. I I did it before you got here. I was like, yeah. "Look, this sweaty this guy, guy is going to come in at any moment," <laughs> and um, he doesn't want me to start. But just just say whoever is out there. Just say we just started, even though it sounds like we're halfway through. You tried. Thanks. What film school do you go to? Uh, C- you can read uh, my shirt. CSUF. Count State University Sufu. Fullerton. All right. Yeah. Uh, great. And is it good? Are you doing well? Nah. It's great. No, nah, I haven't started film classes yet. Oh. I'm a sophomore. Okay. Well. So we should start something. That's what I'm saying. Well, I'm busy. Help me open really the door. Really busy. <laughs> And you'd have to pay me so much. Uh, but, yeah, I'll come to the school and uh, exactly. ruin it all for you. I so. like it. Thanks. Cool. Nice to meet Thanks for coming. Sorry I didn't tweet you back. Now he's leaving. Great. He's pissed. Great. I don't believe it. Diego, another question? No. Oh. Diego's mom. Yeah. Well, Diego's me mom. and Diego want to know, what's, oh. uh, what's your favorite joke or skit on the community? Wow. Uh, pretty much anything... Uh, that involves uh, Danny Pudi as Abed, I, uh, I love. Um, I think in the last episode with him doing the films uh, of uh, predicting everyone's, uh, predicting every, uh, any character's uh, path can be predicted, I thought was really funny. But I, I, as far as individual jokes go, uh, I can't remember anything. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to think of, um, I can't think of it. I mean, I, I, the thing when you shoot so continue. I'm trying to think of something that I... What about the debate? I mean... That, oh, yeah, that the looks- debate. I mean, the joke of me holding a guy who just jumped out of a wheelchair and then <laughs> me kissing an 18-year-old and then me dropping him seems horrifying on the page. But, uh, <laughs> but, uh, but that was really... Yeah, that was a good time. And that guy really hit his face and he shattered his glasses into his temple and he began bleeding out of the two screw holes where the glasses had dug into his wow. forehead. I mean, dripping blood. And I was like, wow, we got to do that again. Uh, <laughs> I'm so sorry. We, we were out of focus and the lighting was off. So No, but he, he sold out for it and was really funny. See, thanks. I'm sorry. I thought Dan had to actually help me out. Sorry, Dan. Next one. Yeah. Diego, another one. <laughs> Guy with the tie. Yeah. I came right from work. Uh, Where'd you, where do you work? Oh, man. Don't make me. I, I work in pharmaceuticals. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Lucky me, right? All right. Thank you. Thank you. I've got some questions for you. Okay. <laughs> we'll talk later. Um, you know, Chevy Chase is known a lot for ad-libbing, and I'm just interested. I mean, the show seems so natural on Community. I mean, how much of that is just improv on the set versus you, know, you guys just taking it right from the script? Uh, well, Dan Harmon's scripts and the writer's scripts are... I think when I when you read them off the page, people it is laugh out loud funny in in my mind and uh, and so there's nothing. I mean, I don't. Sometimes I read the scripts. I'm like, it's perfect. This is like the best thing ever. But then they encourage you on the set to improvise. So um, we will do the script the way it is, and if it's going great, then great. And then there will be improvising on top of that. So I feel like it's the best of both worlds. And 
Yeah, so we do a lot. Yeah, and Chevy does a lot, obviously, a lot of improvising. But Donald Glover and, and Danny Pudi and, and uh, Allison and Gillian and Yvette, they all can improvise great. And then you get someone like uh, Jim Rash, who plays the bald dean. That guy is amazing. And uh, John Michael Higgins, of course, who yes. plays uh, the professor, Professor Whitman, the carpe diem professor. Uh, he is like one of the best improvisers in the world. And then John Oliver from The Daily Show. So uh, those guys are just... And then you've got Ken Jeong. Uh, Ken Jeong, could you, if you Ted said Ken Jeong, uh, stand here and you gave him a pencil and said, make something up about this, you would laugh for two hours straight. And then the third hour, you'd, you'd need a break. But then you could come back and he would continue going. He's amazing. So, yeah, there's a lot of improviser. Thanks, man. Guy in the unfortunate blue shirt. Just kidding, it's terrific. Uh, it's the hottest color this this yes. holiday season. I love it. I'm just curious. Do you guys yes. get paid? Yes, sir. Do you guys get paid per episode? Or what? Do, you get do I get uh, paid per episode? Per episode or just. No, like, it's by the hour. Uh, <laughs> yeah. 350? We, we punch in. And we'll be like, wow, that episode took 80 hours. That's great. Uh, no, we get paid by the episode. Yeah. You guys share royalties? Unless you're also? a really big star, then you get guaranteed the money for an entire season sometimes. Oh, so. is that right? Like, yeah. And then you also share royalty, like with DVD sales? Royalties? Yeah, DVD. like DVD sales uh, I, I pray to God I get to the point. I think the it, it goes up for you once you pass 100 episodes. That means you can be syndicated. Okay, we syndicated. So clearly okay. we have a much, we have a huge mountain to climb. Go. Okay, good. Thank so, you. So, uh, yeah. Can someone bring my Lamborghini around? Uh, that'll be in year... If the show goes until 2090, I'll be dude, driving one of those. It'd be great. But thank you. Why? Are you, gonna, are you a business manager of some sort? Or just... Oh, really? Oh, who's it? In that tie? No, I'm kidding. It's great. I love, I'm sorry. It was great. It's a great tie. It's great. I'd wear it. It's not skinny, so actually I can't wear it. So. All right. Who else? Yankees fans? Lady and... A lot of pink. Oh, I know. Everyone's been making fun of me today. I've just been walking around, and they've all been making fun of me, but then I saw you were here, so I stopped. But, wow. Um, Who anyways, was making fun of you? People on the street. That seems surprising. I don't know why, because I actually was supposed to be at work today, and I decided work? to come here instead. Yeah. <laughs> but I Where just, like, do you work? I work Let at me Spearman guess. Rhino. <laughs> you work at Spearman Rhino. Yeah, wow, I'm that's... But anyways, uh, is that um, a bank? Huh? All right. Nothing. All right. <laughs> no, but no, actually. You go to community college. I've been there for four years, so it's kind of it was a little insulting. I was like, "Hello, I've been to community college for four years. I'm still there, and we love your show." But anyways, that's not my question. Good. So um, my question is, um, do you? Okay, your birthday's coming up this Saturday, right? Friday. Yeah. Okay. So can I just ask how old you are? Because you keep saying you're I'll be gonna, like, 38 on Friday. Oh, so you're not even that old. No, I, okay. I'm all that old. And do you also? And my other question is, do you tweet yourself? Because they don't seem like you write those. Like they're I only. I, no one's ever tweeted for me unless it's something like if I just tweeted tonight, like this charity auction thing that I'm a part of. So I pasted that and it was like, please, you know, this is great. Uh, okay. But I write all my tweets. Why? Do you, do you have someone write your tweets? No, I don't. But yours don't seem as funny as like the soup, you know? Wow. <laughs> How dare you? But I still like them. I yeah, well, your you. dancing's not as good as it is in commercials. No, it's good. I, that's such an insult. I'm good, I swear. You insulted me. What am I supposed to do? No, I love you and you're not that old. So I, I love, love you. you. Thank you. Uh, and your work starts in the daytime? Which shift do you have? You have to get there at 11 for like the brunch crowd? And be like, come on in, depressed businessmen. It's two for one. Wow. Wow. All right. Great. Uh, uh, welcome. And what's your name? Let me guess. Candy? 
No. What's your dancing name? Barbie. All right. No. All right. That all makes sense. Okay, cool. Nice to meet you, Barbie. This all better right. be entertaining. <laughs> I'll try. <laughs> all right. So uh, you look, work with a lot of funny, cool people on community. Yes. Donald Glover. I Amazing. I like his internet work. Yvette Nicole Brown. Yeah. Sort of met her once. Oh. Yeah, Are was you available? What? Are you single? Yes, I am. All right. I'll let her know. Anyway. It was at a media arts festival thing. Anyway, okay. do you have like a favorite person you like working with? Like oh, on the cast? It? Yeah, in the Let's cast. Let's alienate some people. Um, <laughs> Just rank them. And that was my I intention. Favorite person? No, I love. I, I, I swear, the cast is a dream come true. It, these pe- it's like working with a t- team of seals. Uh, like a, you know, like a Navy SEAL team that instead of being able to kill a different a person 6,000 ways, they can make you laugh 6,000 ways. So I laugh often, out loud all the time. I actually, Abed, I mean, Danny makes me laugh out a lot yeah. in my, during my takes, which I uh, resent him for. But he can get me going really well, and so can Donald. And uh, also, I do a radio show with a uh, sweaty guy from earlier. Sweaty guy and <laughs> sweaty guy and guy who's trying to grow a beard guy. It's no shave November. <laughs> no shave, shave November. I will shave it off the first. It's sweaty December. guy and no shave guy in the mornings on the zoo crew. Taxi in the afternoon. So let me get. So whose basement? Is, whose mother's basement you? is it out of? <laughs> it's the basement of our school, actually. Okay, uh, in the at Cal State Fullerton. How much money would we have to pay you to be a guest in our show? So much. <laughs> uh, you have no idea. Uh, I got, like I got an idea. <laughs> Just walk over there and pick up uh, like two laptops and we'll, we'll call it even. I can afford that. I need some uh, Christmas gifts from my parents. So. All right. All right, cool. I'll see you on the radio. How many, pe- how many, how many dozen people hear it? All right, seven. Not including your friends who are listening in the next room. All right, great. All right. Well, good luck with the show. Okay, okay, we probably have time for maybe two more questions. We have time for 40 more questions. You guys better come up with some. All right. Are there ever any pranks on the show? Pranks. Wow. Once again, (laughs) I can't remember anything. Um, No, people walk around too tired most of the time to to prank someone. I'm trying to think. What about with a vet? You you screw with her a lot. I screw with a vet a lot, but it's not really a a prank. I just mess with her all the time uh, because she's a great sport, and I enjoy doing it. Um, I mean, just seeing Chevy in that He-Man costume was quite a prank for my brain. Uh, So that, that was like the best one so far, I think, yeah. No, I don't, I, I'm really bad at planning elaborate pranks because I give up and get tired and then I just want to play video games. I'm sad. All right, sorry. <laughs> That's like what I, that would be great on a talk show. So any pranks on the set? Nope. <laughs> Next question. Hello. Hey, man. Big fan? Hey, yeah. I'm a big fan of your band. <laughs> I know you have one. I have no idea what it's called. Well, but. Thank you for that. I wanted to let you know that... You have the uh, greatest hair I've ever seen. Thanks. Gosh, I wish I had that. I wish I had your hair. I do. I w- believe me. All right, so... No, um, I have two questions, but first I wanted to say your role in Spider-Man 2 was absolutely groundbreaking. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Dream come... That was very nerve-wracking that day. Yeah, that was a good time. I couldn't believe I was in it. But, uh, yeah, a lot of people... I'm like, hey, you know Joel McHale's in that? And they're like, no. And I'm like, well, pause it. And like... See? Pause it. Yeah. <laughs> 
That's the hallmark of a great role. <laughs> No, yeah, but I reject a home loan. It was pretty exciting. I was really, actually, I was very excited. So. Yeah, I have uh, two questions. One is about community. Do you think that you and Britta have the possibility to be the next Jim and Pam, like from The Office? Oh, well, boy, I would hope so. I mean, if, uh, if our show is successful like The Office, I mean, that will be a math, you know, huge dream come true. I pray to God we could. Uh, but Jim, speaking of great hair... Uh, <laughs> It's just terrific. So, um, yeah, I mean, you know, obviously my character is going after Britta. Mm -hmm. And uh, she wants none of me since she slept with that hippie. And uh, The tiny nibbles. Drives me out of my mind. Uh, so, you know, I can't imagine it. I, I don't know. Dan is the mad genius behind that all, so he's controlling it. I've now made out with, like, five different cast members. So uh, Allison was last week. There's some coming up, so it's going to be great. My wife loves it. Uh, yeah, wow. And now, uh, soup question. I know you probably get asked this a lot, but do you have, like, a favorite clip of all time? Well, uh, Kiss My Ass from Whitney Houston is ex an extraordinary piece of television. And uh, to see her full vocal uh, talent being taken advantage of, to scream that at a drunk Bobby Brown was... We stood up and yelled touchdown when we watched that. Um... There's a Stains the Dog with the Cupcakes. Uh, I don't know if you saw. There's a show about training animals, and it was a Border Collie, and they trained this Border Collie not to eat cupcakes if put in right under its face and until they said, okay, now you can eat them. And uh, that dog used all of its instincts and just put, pushed back millions of years of breeding to not eat those cupcakes, and it looked like its brain was going to explode out of its skull. <laughs> And uh, that was a truly amazing clip. So, yeah, those are great. And anything with uh, Flava Flav. When that woman pooped on the stairs in Flavor of Love, that was just like, well, um, um, I can go call my parents and say they were right. Everything's going to crap. So, uh, yeah, that was amazing. And sorry if that was inappropriate for you, Diego. Right on. Any other questions about Flavor Flav or anything? Yes, Miss, born in 1991. 90, 90, all right. Well, you are getting up there. There's a difference. Um, as someone who's a big fan of both The Soup and Community, God bless you. something, <laughs> something <laughs> stuck out at me on Community. I noticed a couple of times that other characters on the show have insulted your character by referring to him as Seacrest. Yes. And I was wondering if that was in any way your idea or if that no, was just all the writers. No, I'm not kidding. That was in the script. Wow. And there was an e-channel reference in I in I noticed I noticed episode. that too. Yeah. That's awesome. Dan at his best and uh he puts stuff like that in there all the time. So, uh yeah, that's there I'm sure they will continue. And Great. he loves it cuz they're being referenced on network television. <laughs> I mean, sure they've got the Kardashians, but that's not, you know. It's not you. Are they here tonight? Oh. <laughs> right. Yeah, so that'll that'll continue, I'm sure. Anyone else? I think we got it. Yeah? Uh, cool. And Diego, another question. Is it get you an insult open season two again? Unbelievable. All right, Diego. Well, last one. Here we go. Have you ever thought of, um, like, putting a kid on your show, Community? Wow. No. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, we're thinking about it. Um, but, uh, you know, we don't like kids that are into basketball and uh, hate animated films, especially their sequels. 
Uh, we'll, I'll let you know. I'm sure there will be some sort of child genius at some point, and uh, we'll we'll put in it. We'll put out the call for you. What's your last name? Hernandez. And yeah, for I'm the last time, that. I do not like basketball. Well, then why are you wearing one on your shirt? Because my mom bought it for I mean, me. I mean, it would just be saying like, "I love hamburgers." I'm like, "Look, I don't. I'm a vegetarian." Why does your shirt say that? All right. Thanks, Diego. We'll see you on the show. Thank you, guys. Thanks for coming. Thank you so much for coming. Right on.